Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. As your attorney, I advise you to rent a very fast car with no top. And you'll need the cocaine. Tape recorder for special music. I got pulled go shirts. Get the hell out of LA for at least 48 hours. Blows my weekend. Because naturally, I'm going to have to go with you. And we're going to have to arm ourselves to the teeth. It was kind of a kinky role you had. Well, to you. Uh, no, it was... I think by anyone's standards, <laughs> some of what you were up to in that movie was a, was a little strange. He liked a little backdoor stimulation. Ty Whip. Heavy Longmire. Gustave Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. Sleepy, huh? Fading on us? Probably going to stay a while to draw that, that brown drink. Too much brown That's drink. I think it's more that being in the sun for yeah. 10 hours straight. That too. Oh, that wasn't that much bourbon. No, no. No, no not that much. No. I mean, the six pounds of pizza probably yeah, doesn't help. Doesn't help either. a bit. All right, well, we're back. If you hadn't figured that out, it's Can You Hear Me, Boys. Really no country witticisms this episode. But well, some, let her rip if you want to. Head. You got something there. I was as confused as... He's Ronnie Millsap in a corn maze. <laughs> you can't go to Ronnie Millsap more than once the same week. I just see this turn into... Yeah. It was hee-haw. obvious about three words in that oh, he yeah. was making this up on the As soon as I heard I was as, I knew it was going to go to Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> and, you know, the bad thing is, is I'm not sure how many Ronnie Millsap knowledgeable listeners we have. That's why I'm pushing it, man. There was a lot of Ronnie Millsap jokes in our junior high days. There were a lot of Ronnie Millsap give, albums out there. got to give Ronnie Millsap some love. I, I like Ronnie Millsap. So I, I made a, a Gustav. He could play, he's blind and he could play the piano. No, I think you're mistaken. He's gay. Oh. <laughs> That's a ticket joke there for those listeners who... Don't listen to the ticket. Um, You're not not aware of Cynthia. He said, "Get miss miss speaking and saying." Oh, was she the one that that clip's from? Yeah, yeah. saying a mountain climber. That was a blind mountain climber was gay, but that was her before she came to Dallas. Right. Was it another TV station? I didn't station. realize that that was her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that clip. It's great. Yeah, I just because love how she's like. She does it with so emphatically, yes, too. Yeah. But he was gay. I mean, he was blind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How you could ever get those two things? Because, uh, you know, they're so similar. Uh, anyway, that was a great one. So we are Can You Hear Me? Podcast, three guys talking about stuff. And I am Gustav Montblanc. I am Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. And you can find us, as always, on Twitter. I am Real Gustav. I am TyWeb3000. And I am 
That Longmire heavy. I'm watching this moth flutter around here. He's very, very heavy. He's transfixed. Very ADHD Longmire. of you. Yeah. And you can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can find us at our website, canyouhearmepod.com. Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, MySpace, Facebook. If you look for us, I bet you can find us. Uh, adult Friend Finder, wherever you go to. Classified ads in your local newspaper. Make 4chan. Make 4chan. I don't think we're on 4chan. We are on Reddit now. We've got a subreddit going action there. Come join Austin. He's the only on our, <laughs> our only reader, server, our only uh, user on that one. Anyway, we've got some emails this week, and Bring one it. of those is from long time, long time JJ. JJ, love that long time. All right, and JJ has written. I hope he becomes a really good lawyer. You know, oh, I'm sure he will. So he made a joke earlier today on Twitter about as your. Uh, as your attorney, I advise you to blank, blank, blank to uh, somebody. And that reminded me of Benicio Del Tormo in Fear and Loathing Las Vegas as, oh, wow. the, as the lawyer for... Uh, Abogado. Yes. And he delivers that exact line many times in that movie yeah. to great effect. And that's exactly... Obviously, J.J. looks nothing like that, but... That's what I want Man, J.J. I to be. I have not seen that movie in... You know, was that based on... The Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, Hunter Vegas S. Thompson. book by Hunter okay. S. Thompson, yeah. 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 Who plays... Is it Johnny, Johnny Depp? Depp. Yeah. Okay. Who became great friends with Thompson. Yeah. I mean, they were peas in a pod. Was that the picture? It was... Picture... Yeah. You said it was Hunter S. Thompson. Johnny and Depp and John Cusack on the Sunset yeah, Strip. Golly, yeah. man. Yeah. It would have been my, awesome to be in that car. My favorite... Hunter S. Thompson thing that Gustav has sent is that video of him setting his living room on fire. Yeah. And that dude lived hard. He's an interesting character. Boy, no, that, no doubt. I'm That's not, an understatement. I just, I can't, I've watched a couple of documentaries on him. And I, I can't really peg him. I mean, he just, he's just free spirit. Yeah. I I mean, and if you, I, I encourage everybody to read different things of his. Yeah. Like if you just read one thing, you're only going to get a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, because you can look at certain aspects of his life and think that he was had this particular mentality towards things, but then you read something else, you're like, that doesn't go together right. at all. And it's just how was that Bill Murray movie life. about him? Where the Buffalo Rome? Yeah. It's it's flawed, but it, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's you know, I mean, he was. I never saw that. It's, never even heard of that. It, it was yeah. made about '81, I think. Huh. It's 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 got it's got Peter Boyle as uh, the lawyer. Well, there you go. He kept great Peter Boyle. He kept all of his Frankenstein. Frankenstein. That was Wilder's thing. My Mrs. Monteblanc is still. I mean, right now, if I called her and said Gene Wilder, she would go into a funk. She is still, still mourning. Huh? That's I, it. Hit her hard. That really. Yeah. That was a big loss because of Willy Wonka. Just you know. Everything, all that yeah. Gene Wilder, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, all that stuff. He was a she, true comic genius. She gets a glass of wine in her, she'll start to just kind of get mopey about Gene Wilder. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it. Maybe me and her need to get together because I'm the same way on Gene Wilder. I mean, I, I, mean, I was I was upset by it, but I mean, she's still she's taking it hard though. Huh? She's taking it hard. The range of Gene Wilder is. Almost unparalleled. And Fake Bailey J has some acquaintance that 
wrote him a fan letter, and he started corresponding back and forth. I think you've for told years. me that before. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how long it lasted, you know, because he'd been in bad health for a while. But just, just such a nice man by all accounts. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it. I, he was a great – I mean, he was fantastic. And if you haven't – if all you know is Willy Wonka, you're missing out. And him out. and the pairing with – Pryor. Rich, yeah, with Pryor. It's God, such a – Stir crazy. Stir crazy is great. Because it's – you don't – I wouldn't have thought of them together. Right. Know? I mean, that was a perfect, but they played off each other so well. Man. Because prior. And I, mean, I just recently that dude, saw that, too, and it holds up so yeah, well. It does. I hadn't seen it in years. Now, the, the later two. See, in my mind, it seems like they made much more than four movies. Doesn't yeah, it to you? Yeah, for sure. Well, what was the first one? Star Crazy? <sighs> no, I think it was uh, Silver Streak. Well, and also. Oh, Pryor was a writer on Blazing Saddles, right? But he oh, wasn't in that. the yeah. But he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't in the movie. But they knew that. each other from there. But yeah. Silver Streak, yeah, was first. I Silver think. Streak, Stir Crazy, Silver Streak, really underrated too. People well, at the talk- time, it, in, in in hindsight, it's underrated. Yeah, at the time I mean, it was. A yeah, big it was big hit. then, but I mean, like now, people don't no, talk it, it about that. They talk, you don't they talk see about it. Stir crazy. You don't see it get out there. That had the great Patrick McGowan. My personal, maybe one of my all-time favorite actors. And the wonderful Jill Clayburgh. Ah, that tough the brakes there, buddy. Boy. In that day. No, still tough the brakes there, mm, buddy. I don't think We're talking so. about the 1970s. She had wonderful 70s hair. Ah, <sighs> uh, she got, no. She's, yeah. You just don't like her because she was too skinny. Yeah. So? Well, I'm just saying. Well, he does like her because of that. Let's just agree to be friends, all right? Man, maybe Heavy does need to move to Oregon. Look at him. Look at He's him. He's a peacemaker. Is he wearing sandals right now? I'll be damned I if am. he is. Look yeah. at that. Then you got, uh, I'm trying to think of See No Evil, Hear No Evil is the third of the fourth one. I was thinking that was the last one. That may be the last one. And then before that was. Yeah, Critical Condition. He's was, not in what, Critical no, Condition. Gene Wilder wasn't in there. No. Well, there's a, there's a third one there that's, it's, it's, they rank, they power rank. The first two, you might could make an argument between which one's which. Third one's better than the fourth one. Fourth one's the last at yeah. the bottom, which is uh, see no evil, hear no evil. And Pryor's already just a shell of himself in that. Yeah, one. Wilder's still Wilder, but yeah, God, Wilder's though, a lot older than I realized he was. Yeah, he's, he's he was I like eighty something. Yeah, he 86. was so good though in the. I mean, all the Pryor stuff, and then the producers, Blazing Saddles, Willy Wonka. I mean. Amazing, you know, huge, great movies that he was, he stood out in. He was so good. Yeah. And creatively, I think, he, I mean, Frankenstein was a huge Mel Brooks thing, but he was a lot of the ideas behind it. Right. So, yeah. you know, that's really something where he was just, a, he was just, he, I'm getting all sad now. You know, he was a comic genius. Way to R- bring down the show. Me. All right. Okay. Back to J.J. I wonder was, what his favorite soda was. You know what? Probably sarsaparilla. Probably okay. something quirky. Yeah. So it's uh, the title is Tales for the Boys from the 903. Hey, Gustav Heavy and my main guy, Ty. Hey. Look there. I've been in touch with Gustav, and I'm proud of you all for representing me with authority at all blowout events. I must apologize for slacking on the emails for so long, but y'all's recording schedule fucks this me up. Allow me to share an anecdote from this past summer. Oh, the title of this scares me, boys. 
the red badge of courage, comma, scarlet wings, comma, the bloody gladius, parentheses, Roman sword. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I know where we're going here. I may have to edit some things out here as we go. Like all of it. Number one, it's, it's, he's, he has a one, but there's no two. All right, anyway. Towards the end of the summer, with my finals looming, as we all recall, J.J. is in law school. Right. He's going to represent us Wesleyan. someday. He's a young... He's not Wesleyan. He's a barrister-to-be. Uh, yes. Rumpole of the Bailey, as it were. I found myself stressed out. Not feeling the quote-unquote spit-in-the-mitt method would be satisfactory. I went strolling for strange. <laughs> I think I've seen that sitcom on, uh, uh, on FXXXX. Yes. When I got her back, which admittedly was far too simple for a weekday afternoon. Oh, oh. JJ. <laughs> I think I think we know what side of town this was JJ. on. JJ. She told me. Yeah. Shaking my head. This is where the edit starts. She told me things were in play. That's my wording, not his. And he blew right through that roadblock. Thus, our options were limited. Now, J.J., I would remind you, when these ladies are older, you may champion the uterine ablation, which will negate negate this, but I I digress. (sighs) Now, I wouldn't dare to assume every man has been in this position, but I certainly hope we all must make this decision when facing unknown meow. Subtle. Unknown encounters. Attending, and this is my wording, attending your girlfriend slash wife during that time doesn't count. It can't count. Trying my best to... (laughs) (sighs) Trying my best to avoid the biblical plague reference that he inserts here. I settled. This is tough on Gustav. Look at him. He's 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 got furrowed brow. However, once the blood has left your head and entered other regions, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Just like watching an old scribe try to. Transcribed old Hebrew. And he adopts the Aramaic. Ta- he he decides to go forth and adopt the towel method to protect his precious bed. Following my cranium's exsanguination, thank you for the giant word there, JJ. I did Harry Cross JJ. He went skinny dipping. I'm shaking my head, JJ. After what couldn't have been more than a few minutes of doing things, I began to feel uneasy. <laughs> I don't know what my purpose was, but I... But I can I, tell you what your purpose was. But man. I withdrew and looked down at what I can only imagine Macbeth's knife looking <laughs> looked like after brutally murdering King Duncan. I oh, want to tip my hat, JJ. While I disapprove, while I disapprove of how you got into this uh, situation... Your use of the play that shall not be named with Macbeth is expert, so thank you, sir. He's such a well-read boy. I have 
Someone service, so smart could be so dumb. I have serviced the fairer sex in this situation before, but never have I witnessed such carnage. <laughs> the knife that was actually used to murder Andrea in the night of must have resembled my member. The image is seared in my mind. It could and now been, ours, thanks. It could have been a murder weapon in Clue. Sir, I play Clue with my children, and those murder weapons do not look like that. That's right. I do as well, and I've never seen that in my game. The Bet moral, you won't play it again. Yeah, now, Kids, we're taking the knife out of the deck. We're going to have to burn that. The moral of this story, as suggested by the name Courage, Wings, and a fucking Gladius... You must take the plunge, so to say, into the unknown slip of flesh waiting for you. Oh, JJ. P.S. I immediately jumped off her because I was laughing uncontrollably and had to shower the crime scene off of me. She finagled. She negotiated for other services, decided not to call her again. I'm taking it back. There's none of that we're going to be able to use. That's rough. I have no comment, and I will defer to Heavy for all for further comment. Um, I've, I've got nothing. Kids these days. That's Kids these days. Kids JJ, these days. You, you warm my heart with your perfect literary references. But, son, just shaking my head here on so many levels. You get Zika. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get Zika. Get Zika and Impetigo. <laughs> you remember the song we had for Impetigo? Vaguely. In high school. I know the lawman was always worried about Impetigo. As well, in the... Going our, back to... going back whale to, friend had a bad case of yes, it. Yes. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about... He was worried about it back in fourth grade. Before there was the outbreak. Before the outbreak of the funk. Who I saw the carrier that walking along uh, during uh, Meet the Teacher Night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you stop and chat? I did not. Still a large man? Do you think things have changed? Nah. No, no. Who is this? The carrier of the funk. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Ah. Uh, the uh, of the crew. <laughs> That was a strain yes. unrecognized by modern medicine. You know what? I would have loved to seen what that would grow out in an incubator. Man, it, it took a year to get rid of. A lot of petri after high school, or after he left. Right? No, after high because it just stuck around even yeah, after no, he was it, gone. I, it was gone. Yeah, it was because yeah. that was still going. I don't know, know what, was, what kind of he was a year fungus he had. That would be interesting to have seen that to see what that was. Yeah. Because I'm, I have some ideas, but Tanactin wouldn't touch it. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's bacterial. What's so tough acting? Because it seems like all the antifungals didn't work. No, the antifungals did not work. Now you know you get into some levels that you have to go into a oral antifungal that's a systemic. And occasionally, he passed along staff. Yeah, it's quite and, the uh, carrier. Yeah, there was a few folks in the field house get infected with that. I never got staff, but yeah. It's a miracle. He was a petri dish. It's a miracle we didn't have half the team die from MRSA. Oh yeah. So JJ, be more careful, son. I know that 
it's hard not to think with that thing between your legs, but uh, man, sometimes you just gotta playing Russian roulette, son. We we've turned into such old men. Yeah. And if you want to turn into an old man, JJ, listen to our advice. I don't want you dying early at thirty from Zika or because you know what? There's a new strain of uh, gonorrhea that's back uh, antibiotic resistant right now. Really? Yeah. Super, super strain right now that's coming out. Well, remember, you can't give syphilis to yourself. There's, uh, you know, syphilis, because of our widespread use of broad-spectrum antibiotics now for the last 50 years, syphilis itself has gone down as far as getting to tertiary stage. But once you get to, there's three stages of syphilis. Mm -hmm. There's uh, primary, secondary, and tertiary. And once you get to tertiary, there ain't no getting rid of it. It's when you go crazy, right? Start when you go crazy, yeah. and it starts going systemic and doing all kinds of things to your body, your organs, your bones. It really does a number on you. Now, is it bacterial? Yes. Okay. Yep. The family. Is, is that commonly seen? Uh, it's not common like GC and uh, gonorrhea and chlamydia are your big players right now on the widespread. Uh, that's the They're big tier ones. one. They are, they're the top of the pops. What about, and I've never even heard of this until about, oh, six years ago, six, seven years ago, the, uh, oh, it's a HPV. Oh, yeah, HPV is oh, yeah. huge, yeah. yeah. And what, what is that exactly? That's, That's well, a virus, right? So, yeah, it's human papillomavirus, and it's basically warts. Okay. But there are different so strains of her, Is it herpes? No, herpes is herpes simplex. Okay. And herpes is... Because uh, HPV, evidently, causes, that went rampant. Yeah, that's the 70s. In, yeah. That's the 70s and the 80s. Right well, I mean, there. even in, like, in the last 10 years, no, but high it's, schools. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a huge thing. It's it's incredibly uh, communicable. Well, there's and, all that controversy over the vaccine. Right. And you know what? It's better to go ahead and get it because it causes cervical cancer. Yeah. HPV. HPV. So yeah. one of the big things when they do a pap smear is they are looking for the presence of HPV. Yeah. And, in fact, the traditional pap smear in Europe has gone away. They just do genetic DNA testing for the HPV virus in the samples, and they don't. America's still holding on to the traditional pap smear or at least a version of it where it is still done ocularly. Mm-hmm. and. With addition to HPV if it's needed, but Europe has gone ahead and just eliminated the pap smear in general. Huh. But, um, yeah, HPV, and it's it, genital warts like the ones that you see is a strain of HPV, but there are multiple strains. Okay. So you could have HP and not present as this warty monster. You could gotcha. still have it. Uh, but, yeah, HPV, uh, GC, which is gonorrhea, and chlamydia are the two big mm. ones that's and both of those are treatable right now but like anything the more that we use antibiotics these things vary right uh, mutate so that they can be resistant and we've already stepped up our game on the strength of antibiotics that we're at stuff now that like you said mentioned mrsa yeah uh methicillin some serious stuff and staff's resistant to that, yeah, and we're also starting to see a vancomycin-resistant strain of, uh, of some things, and vancomycin's a heavy aminoglycoside antibiotic, which is 
uh, not even an oral dose. You have to take that via IV. Well, wow. we've overused antibiotics for oh. so long. Oh, now. yeah. It's, and and it's, it's catching up. There's overuse, but there's also underuse. People get a, get a prescription and they'll take it until they feel better. Right, right. And they then don't. they'll stop, and then that gives the, you know, and yeah. it's just a vicious cycle. And Mrs. Longmire was reading something the other day. She was telling me this. They're fixing to quit producing antibacterial soap. Have y'all heard that? I'm for that. I am, too. I think that's a great idea. I hadn't heard that. Uh, because, you know, you, you need. Well, there's a certain. We, some we, culture we, on you. We, yeah, we sweat. We swung too far. Yeah. There's no doubt that if we were living in 19th century. We would still have cholera and diphtheria, I mean, yeah. all these things that were because of poor hygiene. But then we went super to the far, and because people don't live in the dirt anymore, my kids do, but, you know, right. people are, got too clean, and now you swing back and yeah. in the bubble, right. and then people aren't. And, you know, there's people that hypothesize that a lot of the allergy problems that people have now exactly. because people sure aren't as exposed out yeah. outdoors so i mean there's been study after study i mean for 20 years probably on you know kids who grow up in the country and are around dirtier environments right. are <clears throat> much more healthy because they have stronger immune systems yeah. Yeah. they have they're exposed to it's you know, basic kids. biology yeah now to go out and play in the dirt jj yeah. i don't want you to equate these theories to your little uh, shenanigans. No, no. So uh, you don't want. I don't want that. You need to quit playing in the dirt. Quit playing in the dirt <laughs> on an afternoon. I mean, I can't even. I mean, I realize it's a total world, different world, and the the handsome man's probably using Tinder or something. And but I can't imagine. I there's no time in my life that I could ever just yeah go find something in the afternoon. I I don't look as good as JJ, so no, yeah. But Dad Gum, keep to those studies. Yeah, don't you have a writ to file or something, or some habeas to? Cor- I, mean, I guess yeah. it's some habeas corpus. <laughs> um, but golly, JJ, Dad Gum boy, keep those amicus briefs on. Yes, put a put a chastity belt on those amicus briefs. All right, we've got some more emails, and uh, some of our normal good folk. All right. Bring it. Bring it on. We have one from one Mr. J. Cranfield. J. Cranfield. Cranfield. J.C. Our second favorite, J.C. Yep. Number two. Dear 903, some quick questions for you boys. My life experience tells me that the bologna sandwich is quite popular in your area of the state. As a true appreciator of this mystery sandwich meat, I wanted to ask if you prefer your bologna to have the red ring rind around it or not at the time of purchase, thin sliced or thick, and also what is in the stuff that makes it so delicious? I am a huge fan of bologna. <laughs> Good stuff, just Taylor like, Oh man, great for the montage. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's not a shock. Uh, I prefer red rind, thick slice. I'm <laughs> completely on board with heavy on this one. Yep. I'm a fan of the thick slice, red rind, and fried up. Yep. Yeah, I will. I will eat it fried. I have not eaten cold bologna. I eat it cold. I like cold too, no. but I preferred fried with some mayo, mayo. and some white bread. Oh no, yep. no mayo. Fried mustard. Uh, mustard. Yes. With fried. Yes. 
Oh, well, you're uppity. I don't eat mayonnaise. You, yeah. Man. We eat mayonnaise in the 903. Yeah. I don't. Well. <laughs> Carpet I can't bagger. help but you white trashers. You're right. I will eat a fried bologna sandwich with mayonnaise and put some uh-huh. Lay's potato chips in between the bread and crunch it up. Yeah. That's how white trash I can get on you. An onion. That's okay, onion I can't onion. go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I like fried taters with fried onions. Right. Yeah, that's good. I ain't putting and what on. makes bologna so good? It's a secret. I think it's the pig lip that adds that extra kick. I think it's a pig ass that makes it. Whatever it is, I like it. I, I, yeah, it's it's not one of my things, but I will eat it fried. That that I will do. I had a lot of it growing up, Ooh, along with too. spam. Well, that Did y'all eat the spam? Yeah. And Grandparents and were big on the spam. I, I only like fried spam. I don't like cold spam. Well, I only like fried too, but my grandmother, <laughs> she was all about the raw spam. Yeah, I'll uh, eat with it raw. mustard. I eat it raw. Uh, and Vienna sausage. Boy, I never. Well, my did little like kids those. would eat Vienna sausage. I eat it when I was a kid. I've not eaten it as an adult. I How much some... would it take for you to lick the jelly off that right Ugh. now? Ugh. <laughs> no. I, I ate a can of Vienna sausage a couple of months ago just to. <laughs> see if it was just to see if what it was like. And, yeah, so many. I mean, we're gonna have two or three episodes of just straight montage work. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be great. We'll but, do that for uh, our year, yearly anniversary. I will eat it cold, but fried is definitely the best. And then that sort of along those same lines. How do you guys feel about the loafs, like the pickle loaf, no, the pimento loaf? No, no, no. no. See, I'm I'll do there. either one of those. You know, Schmoo was there. big on the pickle loaf. I like both of those. I'm not. I'm not. I would probably like it if I tried it. But you've never tried it. Get you some this week. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I might get you some. Might try that. No, don't do it. Salami, I like salami. Man, they've got a fried bologna sandwich at Maple and Motor. Do I think it? I told you about yeah. it. It's about an inch thick. Really? But that's mm. some good stuff. Yeah. It's good deer camp food right there. That's true. Yeah. I had bologna sandwiches this week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a whole montage just on bologna. I love when he talks food. No. Now, <laughs> I will tell you one of my favorite childhood 903 meals, and that is... Mayonnaise sandwiches. No, this is a real meal here. Okay. This is Mama Montebank making a meal here. Okay. This ain't manwich. Uh, so fried taters mm-hmm. with fried onions, mm-hmm. ranch style beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotta do ranch style. Mrs. With or without jalapeno? Without. Mrs. Baird's white bread mm-hmm. and uh, fried smoked sausage. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, you want to talk about you need to go lay down after eating it. And yeah. lots of ketchup for them fried taters. Yeah. Do you dip the fried smoked sausage in mustard? Because I like that. That's And spicy mustard at that. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Now, I would probably, in my childhood, I would either dip that into the ketchup or into the branch-style bean sauce, you know, juice. Yeah. But that right there, that meal right there, that is, to me, carb is heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. And you got to go lay down afterwards. I tell you one of the... Boy, you talk about set heavy. It's a wintertime meal, and it's a camping. Yeah, that's a wintertime. This is uh, ranch-style beans and mac and cheese. Yeah. A lot of that growing up. That combo was up. Yeah, I mean, that was was a standard. Mix that together. Mix that together. Mix it together. Yeah. I don't know I could do that. Yeah. Because I I turned on mac and cheese 
in my childhood. Oh, not mm. me. No, I can still do that. I, I don't eat it anymore. But there's no close competitor as far as a canned bean to the ranch style bean. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I like best. pork and beans, and those are fine, yeah. but they are not in the same universe no, no. Yeah. as the know, ranch style. They don't have the ranch style bean up north. Really? Yeah. Well, that's part of their problem. They got yeah. some alternatives, but they don't have the ranch style bean. Huh. So if you ever have to get moved up there for some reason, you better talk about ranch style bean. Right trash alert. When I was a kid, I would make. And I've done it as an adult too. I would make ranch style bean sandwiches with just <laughs> done it. You fold over a piece of white bread full of white full of ranch style beans yeah. Yeah. and go to town. Yeah. Uh, and put some uh dill pickles on that, oh, some sandwich hamburger I, pickles on yeah. that. Man, so good. No, I've done that, yeah. yeah. All right. Cranfield has a PS for one tie. Tie's awful popular tonight, if you hadn't noticed. Something new every day. Also, a specific question for Ty. Better 80s point guard, Sherman Douglas, or Rumel Robinson? Thanks, and I'll go be crucified now, Jay. This is a wonderful question because both of these guys are very similar. Very similar build. Very similar this game. Is the part, Tell me who they are. This is the part of the podcast we all just turn the volume down. For Sherman Douglas days. was a fantastic point guard for the Syracuse Orangemen. He was a part of the... Um, 85-86 team that lost to the Indiana Hoosiers in the finals when Keith Smart made a shot from the side with about 19 seconds Hopper left. Showed up <laughs> at the yeah, game drunk and they wouldn't let him coach. And All right, that's enough. Granville, I know only you are you know what? Appreciate me who the other guy is. College football. The other guy, Ramil oh, Robinson. What? No, I want to hear. I'm just going to tell you. I'll give you the brief version on yeah. him. He was a point guard for Michigan, okay. Michigan Wolverines. Both All-Americans, both great. Well, yeah, I think Sherman Douglas was All-American. Wasn't he on the Jeffersons? He was great on the Jeffersons. I'm going to give the nod to Douglas because that 85-86 Syracuse, teams, Syracuse team was one of my favorite of all time. It had Derek Coleman on it. It had the wonderful Alan Trish on it. I'm sure you all remember him. No. Uh, Jim Bayheim, who's still coaching there, no. would rock those old school big round glasses with the oversized jacket. Y'all remember that? No. no. So I, Jay, I love the question. I want to apologize to all our I love both uh, of those guys. Play, play pro? But I'm giving Sherman Douglas the nod. Interested play, what your vote would be. Do they play pro? They, neither one of them had big pro careers. They were both drafted, if I remember right. I know Robinson was, and I'm sure Douglas was too. Yeah. But neither one of them. Nothing I remember. I remember Robinson having a little bit longer, I think, pro He's career. Not but Webb. Well, they weren't big guys. They were your typical back then prototype college point guard. Yeah. I mean, they were you know low six foot. I tell you what, if you two, not big if hoppers, you and Jay want to borrow the equipment, y'all can record your own eighties. Man. College basketball podcast. Me and Jay, okay. Jay, call me. We need to do an 80s college basketball show. Because nobody else gives a crap. All That's right. not true. Thank you, Jay. Heavy seemed fairly interested. Well, Thank did. you, Heavy. Well, you're welcome. Nobody else is. Dead gum. Like our Texas motto, you showed some real friendship. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, we got another one uh, from another previous emailer. <laughs> 
I could barely get that out. Curious Kira. Oh. I just listened to an episode that involved a bunch of jokes and Rocky movies. Okay. Uh-oh. And I was hoping you could shed some light on a disagreement I had with my male companion about the act of mutual, or not mutual, excuse me, of uh, <laughs> manually take caring of oneself. Or as pleasure. Or as she puts it in quotes, rubbing one out. I feel like this would have been, I'd have been more equipped to answer this about an hour ago when I was heavy on the brown drink. Well, this one I think you'll still be able to do. He thinks it is disrespectful to think about your significant other while performing this action. I disagree. I think that would be better with, than someone from the past. I guess I'm okay with mm. an unknown random person. Thoughts. I think I think there's some religions where that's the only way that act is not a sin, is if you're thinking about your loved one. Sounds reasonable. I don't. I mean, I really don't. I think it sounds. It sounds to me like he's trying to come up with a rationalization to why he doesn't have to think about you while he's doing that. Because hmm. I don't think there's anything disrespectful well, about thinking about your partner. I, I see nothing disrespectful. I also posed, when I saw this email, I posed the question to Mrs. Monteblanc. She got over the Gene Wilder long enough to say that she didn't see anything disrespectful. It did uh, open up some other topics that we were talking about, but it made me think of the Sopranos mentality where they would have their girlfriend that they would do certain things with um, that they would never ask their, their wife wives to, do to do because that's yeah. the mother of their children. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what... I think he is trying to have a consequences-free way of getting some strange. Well, but I think it's more of a... It's that kind of consecration of this is... Putting her on a pedestal. Putting her on a pedestal. And not... And not defacing her with that act. You of, think that's his mindset? Well, that, I can. That, I think that's a wonderful story. <laughs> I do not think that's his mindset. Now, I think his mindset is is that the stranger and the crazier, the more hot he's getting. Well, this this makes me think. And she mentioned someone from the past. Yeah, that would be troublesome. Now that could be troublesome. Now there's a uh, now. There's a difference there between thinking of someone from the past while you're doing the act with the partner. Right. That would be problematic. But Although I think a lot of that stuff falls, which we need more of. This is a thing that's changed. Because you were talking about like thinking of another partner while you're in the act and that being a big no-no and that kind of thing. I think... I'm busy thinking about B. Arthur trying to make things last long. I'm just thinking about football. I think <laughs> I'm reciting the Constitution and all the first ten amendments. I'm just thinking about how much I love America. The uh, I think there's a lot of problems when it comes to not focusing on the don't ask, don't tell method to a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah, I agree that there is certain things that you don't need to know. That's right. I agree on that. That there are certain Pandora boxes that you don't need to open. Like, and, so, and some of that, it, it, a lot of that starts with the question. There's certain things, you, and as you get older, I think you learn some of this more. You learn to think about the possible answers to a question before you ask it, much mm -hmm. like a good attorney would do. Right, J.J. That's right, J.J. You should know some of this by now. 
you don't fully when when you're younger. I mean, there's still things you don't fully think about when you're older too. But it's even worse when you're younger. But you don't think about you know what are going to be the consequences of me asking a question of Have you ever thought about anybody else while we were right, in right. bed? And then the follow up of Well, who would that be? Yeah. yeah. Because now you're breaching the territory of you're putting the other person in a position of what are going to be the consequences if I tell the truth versus if I don't tell the truth? Now I've got the pressure of am I supposed to be honest? Right. Am I not supposed to be honest? What's better for the relationship? Like a lot of that stuff can be saved by just simply enjoying the moment and, and don't asking. ask, don't tell. Yeah. No, I, I well, you don't need do to that. know everything about everything, right? right. And, 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 and if you know and do this, you don't want to know how the sausage is made. Just eat it. Especially Kira, if if you're if you know the answer to a question, don't ask it and give your significant other an opportunity to lie. That proves nothing. Well, and try not to set traps for your exactly. yeah. You don't sure. want to set people to fail. Right now. Um, one thing that I got to thinking about because of this email is that from from my personal male perspective, if anybody was thinking about me during that solo time, I'd be flattered. <laughs> well, well, thank let you me, very much. Let me then tell you, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, sir. I'm honored. You know, anybody, again, it doesn't matter <laughs> who, if they're thinking about me, great. Uh, totally agree. I think from the female perspective, that might not be the same. They might not be as flattered. Right. Now, I asked Mrs. Monteblanc if I didn't post the past part of it because I didn't have the email open when I was talking to her about it. I just said in general, thinking about her or thinking about porn or something like that. And she was like, well, I realize that, you know, you may be looking at that, but if you're thinking about me, that's great, you know. So... I think that, I mean, my guess would be, I'm certainly not going to speak for the women of the nation or the world. I know we're huge well, come on, in all the ladies of we're, the world. We're, we're big in other countries now. I we know. got a couple. But, um. Belgium. Yes, tequila. I, I don't, I think the majority of them would not find it offensive or. If it was their partner. Right. Yeah, if yeah. it was their partner. If, if it was their yeah. partner. Yeah. Yeah. If it was yeah, the creepy guy next door. I think, if it was the high school janitor. I, right. And I think 99.9% of the guys that say that they're not thinking about their partner out of respect for their partner are full of shit. Yeah, it seems like it a, seems a very sketchy. Out. I mean, yeah. I think it's wonderful in theory. Yeah. But that, and there well, may honey, be a, I don't want to subject you there to may be a, <laughs> <laughs> There may be a portion of that that is true. But that is not the only reason for the majority of the guys saying that. Yeah, that's yeah. just I'm not buying that for one you second. Know, I, I would agree that there's that's a fishy, fishy answer. What? Now, it, here's here's a question that I know that there's no way y'all will answer, but I want to ask it anyway. Test me. What is the craziest thing you've ever thought about while in the act? I've ended up on some tabs that I probably couldn't explain how I got there. No, I just mean in. I mean in your mind. I mean in your mind, not anything that's external, internal. I don't really think a lot internal. I'm a visual kind of guy, Ty. Okay. Now I've ended up on some pretty weird stuff visually, thanks to the internet. 
but I mean even during ended, the act with your partner. Ended in tears. How did I get here? No, and I don't I, I don't think that much. No, I, I don't think a lot. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> you know what I think? Well, I'll tell you what I think. I can't believe this is happening. 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 Uh, Every time. It's a, yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> I can't really think of anything. You must have some there crazy must be some shit. Demons going I through. think you guys are full of shit. If there's nothing... You're talking about crazy... Just things you, would, things you wouldn't want other people to know. So you want me to tell you things that I wouldn't want other people to <laughs> well, know? of course. And That's what our, makes for a good question. <laughs> and all our listeners. I think of Sunday school topics. Buddy, I'm busy doing the things that I don't want people to know, let alone thinking about them. All right. I'm building scaffolding. How about you? Not Nothing. Oh, there's. You know what? Have you heard the? I'm terms? going in full. I'm going into full Marty. Yeah. Short mode. Of right. Right. You're the one being. You're the one being so defensive. Still waters run deep with Ty. You know that. Yeah. There is. There's a reason he's he's getting distinguishedly gray. Oh yeah. Because there's a lot of. There's a lot of oldness. There's a lot of demons in that head. Yeah. You guys. You guys. So I guess if you want to rank, the problematic piece of it. Your safest uh, abusing yourself to your partner thought, uh, then probably porn, and then thirdly, I guess that's the most dangerous would be the past. Ooh, yeah, you get in some trouble there. Now, I would say that I don't see a problem with pornography as long as it's not hurtful, right, to anybody along the process. So obviously. Anything with underage or people that aren't consenting or people, anything where anybody's actually really hurt, that would be outside the boundaries. But, or scatological, that'd be outside. And anything involving animals, that's out too. It's a shame that pornography has grown so much that you have to put all these caveats onto it now. I don't know that it's grown, it's just... No, it's grown. Being it's it's we're grown. Aware. It's grown. It's grown. I mean, the pornography that I think there are people doing things to sheep in the 1400s. Well, there were, there's but still there were people doing it. You know, there was somebody doing. But they a weren't wood. dressing them up in Batman costumes. There, there's not. A, yeah, there's not somebody doing a woodcut of it. You know, to, yeah, that's to true. sell. There uh, weren't crusher videos. Yeah. There's there's the internet has made it where whatever crazy idea you have in your head. Somebody else has had that crazy idea, obviously, because we're right. all wired with all these chemicals and everything that can be thought can be manifested now. Right. Yeah. And there's Thanks somebody to else. 3D printers. There's somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded old man. That was so old man. Uh, He's, this world's going to hell with these 3D, 3D printers. printers. So everybody can find somebody else if you look hard enough that's thinking the same thing. Just like that unfortunate gif of Saroy getting banged by the dolphin. There's somebody out there that also wants to get banged oh, by a dolphin. That was so funny. Uh, oh, and the, the thing the that Jake talked about a few weeks ago on air with the, the real uh, doll. No, the uh, adult babies. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that adult baby bizarre, stuff, it's bizarre. Man. It's a whole world. I, I've people, seen that, that yeah. clip way, way back when. Yeah. people when that make full-size, I mean, adult-sized cribs. Oh, yeah. yeah. He talked about that. that you yeah. Know, it's like, man, that is. Uh, that's something I do that's not. That's psychological. Yeah, that's, that's out there. Something. You know what? If you want to paddle somebody, go for it. But you want to start dressing up as a baby, you've already you've stepped over a line there. Yeah. Or in the like he was describing, for the most part, that's not a paraphilia. I mean, it's not a sexual. No, right. no it's a psychological not a issue. Yeah. No, it's a it's a now security this attachment issue. Yeah. This actually segues into another email we have from one of my former work wives. Okay. And it is titled Italian Stallion. I know you hate that term. Hate that term. Is it Italian Stallion? It's Italian Stallion. And Hello. It's titled Kinky Factor. <laughs> I'm one of the former work wives who went to Susie's Lounge with Gustav. After telling my partner about the trip to Susie's, I feel he is recalculating my kinky factor. My kinky factor hasn't changed. I think he underestimated it. My question is how do you determine a partner's kinky factor or even a friend? There are friends I don't think I would tell my Susie story to. I'm interested if you guys have any thoughts on the subjects. Well, this is a good one because there are yes. a lot of icebergs out there. Yes. yes. And here is, here's my thought here. I know that, you know, growing up, women, I think girls were taught, to, you know, you don't want to do things with certain guys because guys always talk about that stuff, which when you're teenagers, I think guys probably do some but not but, uh, like girls talk to each other. That's right. We've always as, gotten a bad rap on that part of it. As an adult male, and I can sit here amongst my two closest friends, we have never talked. It's very sexual, limited. Sexual details. No, it's, with, that's no, much more common that's, with the fairer sex. That That is that's private, and yes. I'm keeping and, and, it private. And we generally... So as far as... I think well, I think it, we're it was very her question in so it, telling her friends. I think it was two part. So okay. first part was with your partner, right? And second part was basically the way I read that and knowing her was to say who's it safe to have that conversation with? Who's gonna say okay, that's okay that you went to this strip club, and who's gonna judge you that it's not? I thing. honestly, when it comes to Friend, when it comes to your partner, let's start with that because okay. that was the first part that's of her the question. Easier one, right? When it comes with your partner, I really think I mean, that's communication and an open communication right. with each other as far as comfortableness. Right, and I what think each one of you is comfortable with. I would say along those lines, though, it has to be a gradual. Yes. Yeah. So much like that Chris Rock routine way back in the early two thousands. You don't start off with the full-on thing. You know, you got to do a little bit at a time yeah. over time. So, if you want to dip your toe into the water, can you do the Chris Rock routine like uh, they did in the office? No. Okay. No. Yeah, you don't. You don't really want to just flood the street right away. No. I hope that's not a reference to a certain fetish. No. 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 No, you just no, 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 nothing golden going on there. No, no, no. So, I think that for that, like you said, communication, and I think that could be something as simple as 
talking about something you saw in a movie or something you saw on the internet or if you want to test the person out, especially in the early stages of a relationship, you might just be able to spring certain things in the act that are low-level kink. Yeah. But, yeah, if your thing is to be uh, chained up on a post and whipped for three hours with a cane, that's probably not something you want to go straight in and you want to build up to that. So that would be my... My recommendation for the partner. Yeah, and, and, and again, communication, open and honest communication is the most important in that, I think. And if your partner is absolutely against something that you're interested in, you have to respect that boundary. Absolutely. Probably a good partner might give something a try just to be – but everybody's going to have certain limits, you know, so you have to respect those boundaries – both sides, and that's but you have to because of that open communication, you have to kind of have a judgment free, right? You have to yeah. be, you have to be willing. You have to, to you have to be able to trust the other person that you can be vulnerable with them about what you like and what they, they can like. handle. Yeah. yeah, and that they can handle that in a way that even if they don't like that, or if that's off putting for them, you don't feel rejected or damaged by right you know and if maybe it's something they don't like maybe you can find some type of compromise something that's well it's not that but how about this and you have to understand you know some people and i guess the true definition of a fetish is something that you have to have in order to achieve satisfaction every time you know and yeah i mean i think that's that's more of an old school idea yeah that i mean i think that's a that's kind of an overstatement, but it's it's definitely something that's it's maximal pleasure right. is gained from that. So you know, if, it's if maybe it's something that might get done once a year, you know, maybe that's you know. But there's other things that fall into, you know, I mean, I think fetish is a wide spectrum too. True. There's other things that fall into that that, like we talked about before, I guess with like the whole lingerie episode, to where. It's things that you, you know, it gets you a little bit more amped up if it's in the mix. Right. It's not to the level of like Can't where you, without it. right, yeah. or where you think about it all day, every day, or that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's just a little bit of a, it's a stimulus. It's a spice. You know, right. yeah. Right. And, but I mean, I also think that, and this is tricky, because I agree that it's, you don't want to, you know, there's a hesitancy to just lay everything out all from the beginning and the person's just trying to like drink from a fire hose right. and everything in at once. But I also think there's something to be said for as soon as you feel secure with the person, just laying out for the other person exactly all the things that you are interested in. Right. And then finding common ground from there yeah. versus being like, you know, because if there's something about the about you that's saying, you know, there's really X that I would really like to, you know, I, I either have done and enjoy or would like to try, but I'm afraid to talk about that yet. Yeah. You know, then that that speaks to kind of how comfortable you are with the other person. Too. Well, and how comfortable you are with yourself, because maybe you did do something in the past that you really enjoyed, but now you're almost ashamed of it, even though you enjoyed it in the past when mm-hmm. you were with this new person and you've got some sense of shame and you don't want them to, to be ashamed of you. You well, know. and you also can feel very self-conscious and insecure about the way the other person is going to take the fact that you're bringing up 
things that you've obviously done with someone else. Correct. Right. Yeah. And how that's going to affect their willingness to engage in that right. or their thoughts about you. Right. And, you or know, them feeling inadequate because right. maybe they're not into yeah. what you are. So right. it's a, it's a, I think communication is key and I think you almost have to get to a certain level in the relationship of trust before you can even have that type of open dialogue. Absolutely. Safe. Yeah. Absolutely. So you, um, there are some necks of the internet where they talk about your power level and hiding that power level from some people. Like you want to, you don't go full out with your kink factor, you know, to the to everybody you meet because not everybody's on that same level. Right. Like I wouldn't by internet standards, I would not consider myself kinky, but I know by nine oh three standards, I would be kinky. Right. Because the I mean. Yeah. You compare in relative to the internet. Yes. I mean, you're, like I said, there's almost no bounds. Right. So to be. There cons- are no bounds. Right. So to be considered, you know, at the extreme of that group. Right. Then you're really getting. I remember one there. of the wisest things Gustav ever said to me was probably about 18 years ago. He's like, man, I used to think I was a pervert till I got the internet. It's true. <laughs> fake yeah. very eye opening. Fake Bailey J and I have you need long, a good reference point. Have long said, well, at least we're not these adult babies. Long yeah. before Jake got right, and poor Jake is beaten down by the adult baby thing. Yeah, they've been I mean, wearing I, him out. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It, it, it just, you know, and the P ones aren't going to stop. They smell <laughs> blood in the water, That's right. so they're not quitting. And I think uh, the as far as the issue of how do you pick up on whether or not others, what kink level they might be at, for right. instance, I think it's a lot. It, it's kind of like being a P one. Yeah. Like there's certain phrases somebody right. says, mm-hmm. or there's certain ways a person might respond to where, if you are of like mind, then you pick up, you perceive, right. you pick up those things. Well, it's like some of my. So it's a matter of being perceptive. True. And I, and I know that y'all do this too. I'm sure. In your workplace or just around in public events or whatever, uh, throwing out some kind of little yep. inside joke or some obscure reference to something, and the somebody if, if, if somebody gets it, you know you're probably that's yeah, how you test the what you throw yeah. up a trial balloon. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's probably the best way to handle friends. Now, she and I have talked a lot, and I probably. Have talked more. Why did you put talk in air quotes? I have talked more to her about details than I probably have to y'all because guys, we as guys do not talk about this. Mm-mm. No. It is a thing that I would find myself being more comfortable talking to women about. Like yeah, if, absolutely. if a woman asked me a question about something, I would probably tell them everything, you know, just as a matter of fact. Now, there's a difference because you know my wife and i know your wife right. and we respect that boundary that that's the your yeah. personal right you know it's called personal for a reason you know that's that's y'all and i know she doesn't want you talking about stuff like that and i don't want to know stuff about like that so what y'all do that's great right and we respect those boundaries now if i just met some stranger lady off the street i'd talk to her all day about it i probably would not talk the same about a guy yeah. 
So totally agree. Yeah. But I agree. You want to drop some, you know, references to swings or ball gags or whatever, then maybe you can uh, kind of test out the waters there. A cold Carl. <laughs> now I will say that I admire the people, in a, or maybe not admire, but are a little bit envious of the people on things like FetLife, which is like a Facebook for fetish people. A FetLife. FetLife. But you said fat life. Not fat like, life. There's that? probably a fat life out probably. there. But FetLife, those people lay out, I'm into this, I'm not into this. So it's all out there on the table. Hmm. So you instantly, and because everybody there is kind of, obviously, they're either looking for people to play with or people to meet or something. Very transparent. It's very transparent, and it's all out there. So, you know, you know right away I'm into wearing furry costumes. Man, that is so, I mean, I think you can generalize this whole discussion to just, I mean, just relationships in general is is a real balance between whether it be at the beginning, whether it be you've been together for a while, whether it be you've been together for a long while, it is a constant, and whether it be a romantic relationship or friendship or whatever, it's a constant balance between complete and total openness and honesty versus what is most effective for the relationship and most beneficial for the relationship. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, this whole idea that Intimacy is born of complete transparency and honesty, I think, is crazy. Because, and, a, and a very modern concept. Yeah, because you're not, especially when you're trying, when you're being transparent and, quote, honest about things that you really haven't even settled for yourself yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Much less to, to communicate that to someone else as something that's how you really feel about them or yourself or life in general. You know, some of those things, it's good to, to be open communication-wise about it and talk through and work through and sort of grow together with some of that stuff. But, you know, like the old joke about, you know, how do I look in this dress kind of honesty. Right, right. That that's what makes the relationship. Mm, yeah. You that, gotta, that, no. That's just not true. Uh, and one thing I would say as far as the kink factor, there are some times that one partner may bring something to the table and try it out, and it may end up be something that the other one hadn't thought about. Yeah. You know, and may be into. It may bomb, though, and you have to be ready for that. And this is where, like Heavy was saying before, too, that a sense of humor is greases the gears. Yep. Absolutely. I Absolutely. mean, if you try something and <laughs> you, don't, you both don't like it, or right. one person likes it and one person doesn't, mm-hmm. if you can communicate and be able to laugh and talk about that kind of stuff, then it makes a world of difference. Absolutely. It it really drops a lot of the it cuts through a lot of the tension, a lot yes. of the insecurity, the a lot of the yeah. shame, a lot, all of that which can really not just ruin a relationship but can ruin the person individually oh, too. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So if you're not giggling when you're having uh intimate times, I would say you need to work on that. No if you can't what. giggle through a failed kink try. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you, as long you as you haven't lived. Yeah. So, good luck with that. Good luck with that, Italian Stallion. And good luck with your bottom. Bottom. Well, boys, I think we've uh, done this one in. So, uh, until next time, if anybody has any questions, please email us at canyouhearme 
pod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, and we will talk to you later. Adios. Bye. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. The common clay of the New West. And I want the world to know once and for all and without any shame that we love him. <laughs> and world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Sally. Good night from Dallas, Texas.